everyone welcome to people matters podcast this is sudeshna your host bringing to you the best insights from guests across the globe and industries informal employment makes up a huge section of the global workforce though the informal labor has been transformed into the formal ones across many countries some regions especially the ones with the developing economies are yet to see the change today lohit bhatia the president of the indian staffing federation is going to share insights on why the informal workforce needs to be transformed into the formal one and also that how it can be done hello lohit welcome to people matters podcast good afternoon sudeshna how are you doing and i hope everybody at people matters can hear me clearly and i hope everybody is safe and everyone is doing well as they can in these times first and foremost i think you you raise a very very important topic about why it's important for the informal sector to be formalized where our staffing members and staffing federation comes into play is the customers and large corporates indian corporates listed companies fortune 500 companies captives it companies manufacturing companies a host of firms today have a lot of transactional roles where they look for talent on the roles of a staffing organization they look for staffing companies to bring talent and mobilize talent for them as per demand which could be seasonal or which could be required for certain business that they have to conduct with their customers they want them to manage their onboarding processes well they want their payroll and compliances to be managed well they want all the social security benefits other benefits like insurance to the people to families and the rest to be provided while the customer focuses on their own business and that business could be making automobiles that business could be generating power or distributing power that business could be manufacturing shoes or selling shoes that business could be making garments and selling and retailing those garments or making mobile phones and retailing those mobile phones these are all the things that staffing companies provide their talent to including so many other sectors that we can talk about in a little while and we as the staffing companies in between match the right talent for the right job for the right amount of time and provide this talent to the companies while we as staffing companies manage everything on the back end and the customer like i mentioned focuses on their business under the tripartite rules and regulations the staffing companies that form part of indian staffing federation always ensure that all the laws of the land are met now some of these popular laws as we've already heard about them so many times before are the minimum wages act to ensure that everybody is paid above the gainful minimum wage to ensure that social security which is employees provident fund esic schemes and benefits of insurance financial inclusion transferring their salaries before the payment of wages act day which is the 7th day of every subsequent month for the work that you've done in the past month timely remitting all of this to the government as well as to the employees through their bank account all of this the staffing federation companies take care of and that's where we formalize the workforce if you check where majority of this talent actually comes from these are first time job seekers coming into formal staffing and they have never ever had either a formal employment in the past with all the social security benefits all the other financial inclusion benefits nor they have worked with the likes of such large brands that our staffing companies work with as customers so that's the biggest advantage now you asked a very specific question as to why is it important So India is a country of 1.38 billion people, and we know this figure very clearly now. And out of that, about 750, 700, uh, 850 to 
70 million people are in the working age population which are also called adults above the age of 18 in the country we know this because we recently saw so much of data related to vaccination in the country this population desires to have the threshold of wages with social security and other benefits above the minimum wage but unfortunately india has the other stark reality that we have only 15% of our workforce which has the benefit of a formal employment with an offer letter or a contract with an identity card with a social security with a financial inclusion like us on the call today and thereafter they can move forward either with staffing companies or with our customers so i hope that gives some context of why that formalization is so key and so important 70% of the indian workforce are actually comprising of informal workers could you please elaborate a little more on this figure for our audience again a brilliant question uh, so when you break down the population at the top we have 1.38 billion people which is the total population within that is the working class or the working category it's generally defined in most countries and in india the people between the age of 18 to the age of 58 or 60 uh, some organizations have retirement at 58 and some at 60 if you take that you will find that the working age population is about 850 to 870 million people but every person who is an adult is not gainfully looking for employment then you get what is called the labor force participation rate of a country now one of the dismal figures again in india is that women comprise i mean of the total women in the country which is about 49.4 to 49.6% of our population is women so that means for every one man working one woman should be working but unfortunately we have 3/4 men working and only 1/4 and less women working so our women participation is very low our overall participation rate in working is only 45 to 47% which again is lower than most of the world averages at about 55% so that is one element of the facet that maximum indians who can work and should work are not really going out there and working for various reasons now coming to the second data point within this population of 45% of the overall population that should and could work which are the adults only 15% you mentioned rather that 70% is informal that means 30% is formal uh, let me tell you unfortunately the data is even worse than that most of the government data itself and the policy makers data will tell you that only 15 to 17% of the population actually is formal in india and again i repeat how do you define formalization a person who has a labor contract or has an offer letter or has an appointment letter a person who gets financial inclusion which means money in their bank account every month before the 7th of the month a person who gets social security or in lieu of social security gets insurance this is what defines formal employment and formalization only 15 to 17% of india gets this 85% of india does not get this so they are very 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 vulnerable and let me also add that this unfortunately is the second worst after africa in the entire globe when it comes to informal now there are many reasons for this and there are no rights and wrongs i don't want to blame anybody for it but i think the stats is that after 75 years of independence we've remained small we've had a fascination for sme enterprises without realizing that smes just like startups at some stage need to be strengthened and moved up so if you're a micro you should strengthen and make them small if you're small you should strengthen and make them medium 
if you're medium you should strengthen and make them large and that's how large enterprises are created that's how global companies are created and that's how eventually you are able to have formalization you are able to give more benefits to employees and employees see a successful life so uh, lohit what i understood is actually that informal workers are the ones who have the jobs but are not uh, registered under the paf and the gratuity schemes and uh, do not have the formal appointment letters and all but there is a pool of talent in the informal zone on the other hand we see a lot of employers talk about the talent shortage the skills gap across all the industries so i want to understand that how can transformation of the informal workforce into the formal one bridge this gap so vishnu you are absolutely right on one side the corporates would always say that there is a talent shortage and there's a skill gap on the other side the skill or the talent will say that we don't have enough formal jobs or most of us are still dependent on the informal sector i think what we have to understand is that this is not a one day event this is a journey and this journey has to successfully be done for at least 20 to 30 years because it takes you two to three generations in 20 to 30 years to change what you want to do with the nation and and what i mean by that is if you start to educate kids today and you make a single minded aim that we will ensure that every kid at least goes up to the education of 16 and 18 years of age first and foremost they will not go for petty menial cash daily wage jobs thereafter if they've not dropped out of school the minute they at least complete schooling till the age of 17 and 18 they would invariably happily get picked up by staffing companies and other outsourcing companies to give them at least the first entry point of real wage job of the minimum wage job with social security the second aspect is skilling while on the job and constantly learning evolving and moving forward just like you joined your organization or your first job the first time around but over the years because of your managers your mentors the experiences that you gather you move to the next level that's exactly how talent in the blue and the gray collar also do but we have to give them that opportunity if they don't receive the first opportunity itself they will unfortunately remain informal for all of the 40 years that they work what i understood was that this was the indian picture but i also want to know a little bit about the global scenario and also in a statement by the federation i found that isf is actually allied to world employment confederation which promotes better regulatory policies flexibility in the global staffing market and legislation so with this how is isf working towards taking the workforce management of the indian businesses at par with that of the global ones the most important thing is one indian staffing federation is also a signatory to wec and we are also a member participant to world employment confederation you've got that absolutely right uh, the second thing is that this is a global body of large organizations worldwide which are global companies in staffing at the same time it's also federation of nations which has come together and talks about what is good about the staffing and the outsourcing industry one of the first jobs that we in india and wec at a worldwide level do is we work very very close with policy makers and when we work with policy makers we advocate with policy makers how to strengthen the formal employment market how to ensure that within that employment market employers have the choice of every form of employment and permanent employment is one form of employment but then the very 
essential another form of employment is temporary staffing which is what we all stand for within that we also talk about the labor rights and the rights of the workers and wec is a signatory to ilo conventions as well wec and indian staffing federation both stand by the fact that we must meet all our obligations whether it is to the nation where we operate whether it is to the people that we deploy whether it is to their families in terms of social security and other benefits so this is a must have that all of us stand for the other thing that we stand for is upskilling and skilling the talent so that the talent over the years migrates and moves upwards uh, in whatever careers that they have chosen for themselves a comparison between global and indian i can give you is about 5 to 6 years ago in 2015 14 and 15 when we baselined our staffing penetration in the indian market we found we were at about 0.3335% that means that for every 100 total people deployed at a workplace 0.33 to 35 used to be a temporary staffing formalized employee however when we looked at this data about a year ago in the last 5 to 6 years this has climbed up to almost double the number and today that penetration has gone to 0.65 to 0.7% however this is still very very low in comparison to the developed world uh, the developed world and wec countries work anywhere between 2 to 2.5% penetration of staffing employment and some of the countries within the developed world are as high as 3 to 4% penetration as well so the point i am again trying to make is that there is a huge room and a huge headway for staffing in india to grow and catch up with the rest of the world i mean if we were to just catch up with where the world is today we could probably triple or four times the size of uh, staffing deployment in india alone and by that time i am sure the world would have also moved forward Well, to conclude today's episode, you know, one last question that I have is um, that a few days back, a report was released by ISF, which mentioned that the flexi staffing industry withstood the Omicron fears and grew by three point five percent. So, how do you look at this? Indian Staffing Federation in the first year of the COVID obviously saw a reduction in our workforce deployed, and our members also. so a reduction in their overall headcount that they were managing but in the last one year which is gone by uh, 21 22 financial year which ended on 31st of march uh, the good news is that quarter on quarter every quarter we've seen a growth over the previous quarter this continued in spite of the fact that at the start of this financial year Uh, we saw the delta wave which was quite dramatic grave for most people and we ended the financial year in january february march Uh, with the omicron wave while our results for jan feb march as indian staffing federation is not yet out there what we noticed is that broadly speaking employers have become better uh, adapt at managing uh, covid they have become better planned when it comes to their cost and they have definitely understood that they have to live with in this new world with the new virus and at the same time they have to create opportunities of growth for their respective organizations so as a result uh, one the customers gave more demand more orders second some of our segments have done very well like it and ites world over is doing well and so is it doing well for indian staffing federation the healthcare industry is done very well the manufacturing and industries is doing very well e-commerce and logistics has done extremely well these are just some of those which have you know given stellar results 
Besides that, the traditional economy players like BFSI, banking and financial services industries, they have done exceedingly well in the last six months as well. And they've also been growing. So I think long and short of it, the point I want to make is we are a reflection of what happens in the economy. And we are a sum total of thousands of companies who take talent from us. And that talent is not small. It's already 1.2 million people that we deploy on a daily basis. So in some ways, we are a barometer of what's happening to the economy and what's happening around us. Thank you, Rohit. Thank you so much for being with us. And I think, uh, you know, this discussion has really been very insightful and also gave us a lot of idea about the staffing industry and, uh, you know, what could be the possible uh, future and the potential that the informal workforce actually has in India. Uh, so really, thanks for all that. And uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Sudeshna. Thank you very much to People Matters and having me today. For more such episodes, stay tuned to People Matters podcast.